0: Hi, this is Mindy with Revive Your Soul with Mindy Joy, and I'm going to do a Bible immersion on the third letter of John in the Bible, and that means I'm going to share about what I got in my reading that really spoke to me. I also read Daniel chapter 5 this morning, and I just want to point out one thing about that. Um... And that is that um there's a whole story here, but it's in ancient times and they had idols. Okay, they they um I'll just read the verse and tell you where I'm coming from with this. It says they drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood and stone. So I just want to pose this question at the get-go, since this is what I just read. Daniel chapter five, verse four, are we, are you, are I worshiping gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone? Or are we really worshiping the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, the father of glory of our Lord Jesus Christ? And you might think, huh, of course, of course we're not, you know, praising gods of gold and silver bronze iron wood and stone that's so archaic that's so ancient you know um but our but is it i'm asking you because how do we identify in our western world probably all over the world when somebody becomes successful how do we you know they have they wear real gold and silver or they have artifacts of gold and silver and they live in houses big giant houses made of bronze made of wood and stone and they drive cars big expensive um cars made of bronze and iron now there's nothing wrong with having those things but what i'm saying is people who worship those things and don't worship god and don't use those things to the glory of god i know you know some people personally who have those things but they spend time in that house praying up a storm they um spend time in that house hosting other people they've had meetings through the years where other people's lives were changed they host people in their houses um the cars that they own drive you know everywhere they go in their car is something that glorifies god and um they're very generous with their money um and And they do a lot of things in secret for other people. So I'm not talking about that. But we got to be careful that we don't think we're somebody until we have that car, until we have that house, um, until we can, um, you know, our wedding ring is of a certain size with so many carats of whatever, a diamond, um, or is it gold that has the carats? I don't know. Anyways, you could tell how knowledgeable I am about these things. But... Um, my point is, yeah, 14 carat gold. That's right. It's the um, gold that is the carats. Maybe, I don't know what, um, maybe diamonds do too. I'm not sure. But all I'm saying is just don't, you're already enough today with whatever your bank is, whatever you have. And if you do have those things, um, don't be ashamed. God blessed you and use them for his glory. But we don't worship, as Christians, we don't um, worship the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. That's not, you know, we're, we're ultimately not worshiping um, ourselves, you know, wanting to have um, power. You know, we're not worshiping power. We're not worshiping or trying to have this caste system where we're superior to other people. We're not, look. we don't have a world a, a worldview or a life view like that, we see everybody as God's creation, and we see people that are fellow Christians as our very own brothers and sisters. So, and if you really honor God and love Him, you're not going to mess with His property because everybody is God's creation, everybody. So that we, we need to pray even for our enemies. Um, of course, that's a whole other um, <laughs> that's a whole other chapter about the beatitudes and. Um, Jesus and the Gospels, what Jesus told us. So um, that's what I wanted to bring about about uh, Daniel chapter 5 because I started to make a podcast about it and I was reading the whole story and I thought nobody needs to hear me read the whole story. So I'll just bring out certain things. Um, the other thing I want to bring out about this is chapter uh, is verse 16 in Daniel 5 when um, they bring in Daniel to interpret this mysterious hand that is writing on the wall. Um, The hand of God is writing on the wall to this pagan king and a thousand other people as they're drinking wine from God's um, holy vessels that came from the temple that was taken and stolen by his father, um, Nebuchadnezzar. Um, The king at that time is King Belshazzar. Um, And it's saying, they called in Daniel to interpret. It's a whole, you need to read it for yourself. But this is what other people that aren't believers should see in us. He's, um, the king Belshazzar says to Daniel in verse 16, But I have heard that you can give interpretations and solve problems. We, my brothers and sisters in Christ, should be problem solvers because we've been anointed to be problem solvers. Didn't in the book of James it says, You know, if you need wisdom, ask God, and He'll give it to you generously. And also, we know that we've we've been given, um, we have the fruits of the Spirit. You know, and we should operate in that. We should operate. People should see that we're loving, joyful, peaceful. We're generous. We're kind in any situation, in any crisis. That these things, you know, we operate through these things. We're um, we're patient. We have self control. We're faithful. Um, we're gentle. We we should be people, you know, faithful people don't gossip. You can confide in, in a faithful person and they're not going to talk to anybody else. And they can, you know, sit and, a, and a, a person of God, a son or daughter of the Most High God should be interested in other people and really take the time and listen. We should be good listeners. And when we listen, they should see in our eyes that we're listening with eyes of compassion. So we are problem solvers to the world, whether the world recognizes that or not, because we're ambassadors from another kingdom. And God can give us wisdom on things, you know, without us having like a lot of degrees and things, just knowing the word of God, because the answer to how to treat people um, the answer to, um, life's problems are in the word of God and we should become skilled in the word of God. And that would make us problem solvers. Okay. So now I'm going to go on to first John. I'm, I'm sorry. Third, third John. That's what I read this morning. And, um, I'm turning to it now. Here we go. Third John, the letter, the third letter of John. So um, John is writing, it says, the elder to the beloved Gaius. So we know that it's really interesting that um, John wrote these letters to a specific person at the time. He says, whom I love in truth. And these letters God has used to speak to the body of Christ. So when I do my Bible immersion, I started just sharing with um one of my best friends in um New York. I would do an audio and I still do um cuz some things are very personal and I'm not going to share it on a podcast, but I'll just address it to her and then because I it's something like our heart really flows and we feel very free to start expressing ourselves when we know the listener is a trusted friend, we just you know, or, or you share with your husband or your wife when they come home. Um, and it just, we, you, we feel that we can really express ourselves. So, um, John really feels he can express himself to this Gaius And we're all today, thousands of years later, being very blessed by this, um, trusting relationship. And he says, beloved, I pray that all may go well with you, that you may be in good health as it goes with your soul And I believe it's the King James Version that says that you should prosper in spirit, soul, and body. I don't know if I'm saying it the right order. That's probably really important to know the order, but I don't have that in front of me. But right here it says, well, I guess it would be body first in good health as it goes well with your soul. Um, So God wants us to prosper. Okay, so, um, you know, he wants us to be healthy. Um, He wants us to have a sound mind. Um, so he said, for I rejoiced greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. So it brings us great joy when we, you know, witness to other people and they are walking in the truth. They're living out this Christ-like life. And, you know, we bring people who are pastors or um, people who pray for us, we bring them great joy when we're like the fruit of of, you know, they see the fruit of their labor and the risks that they took to tell us about Christ or, you know, the hard labor they're going through for our Bible teachers to, um, to painstakingly put together Bible lessons, whoever they are, you know, we're, we're the fruit of their labor. Some of these people will never know who we are because now in our world, you know, we can watch teachers on the internet, on radio, on, um, TV. So, the people who are teaching don't know who's listening and they they won't know maybe till they get to heaven how they blessed other people. So never whatever God tells you whatever way to share the word, please please do it. Um and if he puts it on put it on your heart, most likely that is the Lord. If if your if your motive and inspiration is to glorify God and not to glorify yourself. That's usually uh pretty good indicator that what you're sensing to share about the word of God is from him. Um, and it, and it, he goes on to say, um, let's see, I'm going to go to verse eight. Therefore, we ought to support people like these that we may be fellow workers for the truth. So when we send out, um, when we support other Christians who are going out to witness to other people that we're fellow workers for the truth. We may not be able to go, like my late pastor used to say. Um, there's goers and there's senders, and we and we both in some way, we all are in some way both of that because we can go to some people. Maybe we don't need to get on a plane, but we can go to relatives. We can go to old friends. Um, you know, every number we have on our phone, we can go to people that are having a hard time. Um, or just even share you know some people just send a a text blast, and you know just you know sending a scripture or something, so um you know we can all share a word of God with a group of people, we could do it on our Facebook, we all have that wherewithal now to have some kind of audience in some way it 's just the world we live in, but we also should be supporting in what ways we can and some people some ways they they're able to house you might not have money but you're able to house missionaries or you can I know that um when some missionaries came into town they had a whole lot of work to do and I took their children out you know for a fun day while they got the work done that they needed to get done And, you know, took him to the beach, took him bowling, took him to a movie. And that was my part. I was able to do that. So the Lord will speak to us in different ways how to bless um, missionaries and um, those who are going forward and sharing the word of God in ways and places that we can't. So that's all I wanted to say about that. And and then he warns, then all of a sudden it's like, uh oh, um, there's some people who are causing division here. He says, "I have written something to the truth, but Diotrephus—this is verse nine. I'm not know how to say his name, Diotrephus—who likes to put himself first—does not acknowledge our authority. So there's people who are power hungry, and they, um, you know, they they cause mess." they cause mess in the house of God. And so it says, so if I come, I will bring up what he is doing. And it's important that leaders nip it in the bud when they see it. Um, it's important that in our families and, you know, whatever, that when we see people causing division, you know, that we even go, if it's a brother or sister in the Lord, we say, Hey, you might not realize you're doing this or whatever, but, um, you know, can I pray for you? Are you going through something? You know, to just stop it. And and one way we could do is when people gossip, say, "I don't want to hear it," or it's or stops. You know, are you? You know, that's not. What is your source? Why are you spreading this? You know, and not saying it in a judgmental, mean way because we all, um, we all probably go have gone there or been there where we have some bitterness in us, and somebody needs to stop us in our tracks. Um, but we need to make sure that we're not that person and we're not letting that person, um, just keep going on and on with their mouth. Um, because he's talking, he's using his mouth, he's talking wicked nonsense against us and not content with that. He refuses to welcome the brothers and also stops those who want, those who want to us, wait, also stops those, looks like a typo or something. And he puts them out of the church. Um, okay, so this is, you know, hands down, um, somebody causing confusion. And he says, beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Why would he say don't imitate that? Because sometimes people who are like that are very charismatic and very charming. Sometimes they really are. I'm thinking about certain personalities right now that I've seen come through um, different ministries that they're very charming and they're fun and they're charismatic and they're, you know, hysterical that you want them to be your friend at first because they just make you laugh. And then you realize a lot of the laughter is at the expense of somebody else. It gets into gossip and it's very seductive because it's very entertaining. At first it's like, no, no, this is not right. And often the people are very good looking too and good dressers and all that. So um, we just got to be careful. But it says whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. So we want to be um, those who are doing good. We want to do good at all times. We want to be watching and praying for all believers everywhere, as, as it says in Ephesians, um, in the book of Ephesians. And we want to pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion Um and then I'm going to skip down here, verse 14. It says, I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face-to-face. And just a little side note here, Zoom does not replace face-to-face fellowship. We need to assemble with other people. That is the best fellowship in the world, to be face-to-face with people. Not the phone, not the text, not Zoom, not Skype, not FaceTime, um, not Messenger, being face to face with people is the best. That's when you know God um, gave us the light of the eyes. Like there's there's a presence and anointing we all have that can only be experienced to the fullest when we're in person. And then, verse fifteen says, "Peace be to you." The friends greet you. Greet the friends each by name. Like people should be important to us. We should we try to remember people's name. Greet the friends. Isn't that interesting he added that? He, he could have just said greet the friends, but he said each by name. Take time to acknowledge every individual. And that's how we should be. We should thank God for every individual. So I'm going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank God for every individual in my life. I thank you for every Bible teacher, every, um, every Bible teacher, every um, pastor, every leader, every minister. Um, every prophet, every apostle, every evangelist that ever spoke into my life, whether knowingly or unknowingly. And I thank you for my family. I thank you for um, my parents, my family um, who raised me and saw to it that I grew up, you know, I survived. I was healthy, Um, And I thank you for um, every teacher in my life. I thank you for anybody who taught me anything. I thank you for my friends. I thank you for my family. I thank you for Bible for Food Ministry. I thank you for my church. I thank you for um, my child, uh, my grown child. I thank you for every family member that's still alive, that is a senior and for long life. And I pray, Father, that we would... The world would know your people by our love, one for another, more than ever. I pray, Father, that the leaders of the world in politics, kings, um, prime ministers, um, congressmen, representatives, um, chiefs of police, chiefs of fire departments, everybody who's in leadership in any way, especially in this country and in Israel, that you would send people um, With a prophetic gift like a spirit like Nathan on their staff that will speak wisdom into their life and will support the good and well decisions in your eyes that we can all live a peaceful life and the gospel can go forward like never before in Jesus name. I just lift up every person who's risked their life today to preach the gospel in places where it's um, against the law and that you would protect them by the blood of Jesus and hide them that they will come safely home to their families. I lift up every underground church that it is hidden in you father and that it will grow and that there'll be even um, revivals within the nations, all the nations, revivals. I thank you for the peace of Israel. I thank you for a revival in Israel. I thank you that you've heard their cries in the midnight hour. I lift up every um, every believer who's in um Um, in Middle Eastern countries, in India, in China, that you would just bless them tremendously and everything they put their hands to will prosper. And that for every believer, and that we would walk in health, we would walk in um, sound mind, that we will help each other more than we've ever helped each other. And we would be one as Jesus and the Father are one. In Jesus' name, amen.